Hello, everyone. You are listening to The Dungeon Boys. We are a rowdy, ridiculous, rambunctious broadcast. <laughs> broadcast? Well, raggy. Broadcast? I don't even know. Alliteration is good. But this is intended for mature earballs only because, as you know, we say bad words consistently. Uh. We appreciate you listening and hope that you are enjoying our first campaign. You can get some goodies like character art, community discussions, and more from the boys on most social media platforms. But with that, let's go ahead and introduce the boys and give them their prompt. This week, we want to know, what is your favorite thing about turning level five? What is going on, bitches and beholders? It is your boy, <laughs> Grant. I play your golden dragonborn barbarian, Kathal Tarash. Uh, I would have to say my favorite thing about turning level five is simply just being able to multi-class. Um, I decided to go with the Paladin as my second class. Um, I feel like it's a good fit for Torash, so we'll see where it takes him. Hey, y'all. Uh, this is Arland playing your winged tiefling warlock, Valen. And honestly, my favorite thing about hitting level 5 is I got another Eldritch in invocation and it allowed me to get some more spells. Woo, spell boy! Yeah, spell boys! Hey guys, it's me, Lindsay, playing 6, the tabaxi rogue on Stardust Echoes. And uh, my favorite part about um, leveling up to level 5, I mean, it's the only thing that I got. Um, so it's probably... <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. I only got one new no, one new reaction, and that's Uncanny Dodge. Oh, that's But it's cool. a fun one. Such a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. What does that do? Half, um, half the damage against me from anybody that, um, when anybody tries to attack me. Oh, shit. That's sick. Hey, everyone. I'm Dylan. I play Temple, our Warforged Monk. And with level five, uh, if you liked him uh, punching and kicking things a lot, well, I have good news. <laughs> he has more key points, so he can punch and kick a whole lot more. And it's going to be fun. Do yeah. it. Punch it. Kick it. Punches. And also kicks. Punch it. Kick it. Bop it. Bop it. Yeah. Twist it. Punches. Kickers. Fuck it. Yeah. Kickies. Keys. Yeah. Damn it, Lindsay. Fuck it. <laughs> Just <laughs> snuck it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, uh, I'm Anthony. I play Grayson Cato, the half-elf ranger in the Dungeon Boys' first campaign, Stardust Echoes. Let's go! Um, my favorite thing about turning level 5 is not having to be level 4 anymore. Super fair. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Ellie. I play Pants the Cobalt Artificer on Stardust Echoes. My favorite thing about hitting level five is that um, I can attack more than once now. I can kind of keep up with everyone <laughs> and how many attacks you have. So yeah, I can attack twice. Woo! And once and one thing. Woo! So yeah, I got a boost. Way to go, pants! And my name is Justine. I am your dungeon master for this campaign, Stardust Echoes. And my favorite thing about them turning level five is seeing new ways they will make their characters evolve and grow with their new abilities. 
And also, I can throw way harder monsters at them. No. Make them piss their pants. No. So, uh, mean that. with that... They're dying. The Dungeon Boys proudly present episode 22 of Stardust Echoes. Last episode, the team split. Grayson and Six mysteriously disappeared while the rest of the party went to the healer's tent with the twins. With heavy wounds and heavier hearts, a long rest was had for everyone, except for Valen. In an act of courage, Valen was finally able to confront Lilith, which led to the horrible realization that she can now start to cross between the planes. She demonstrated this by throwing Valen across the healer's tent and adding a new scar to his face. With anger and fresh determination, the team sought out the teller and asked her to assist them in contacting Lilith. After a tense seance, Valen made a promise to Lilith that he was done working for her and that they were coming for her. Just as Grayson, Six, and Jagalda had returned and walked back into the tent. You've all been blown by this energy and just seen Lilith and Valen separate from harsh words being exchanged. So Grayson and Six, you walk into the tent following Jacalda's cat-like form and look in and you see everyone on the ground. There's almost like a mist of smoke around them that's rising up. It smells like burnt and sulfury and magical. And the fortune tellers <sighs> taking deep breaths and... Pants and Valen are both holding Sir Charles with Temple's hands above and Fidget flapping very frantically. And Sir Charles is like eyes wide awake, hair frizzled out. Torash is just looking their eyes wide and Tarowin's kind of hiding behind him. You guys smoke some gnarly kush? What's going on in here? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> that's, a, that's a funny story there. Uh. Grayson, uh, while you were gone, we uh, kind of decided to try and get in contact with Lilith. Um, oh, Jesus. How'd that go? Um, it went all right. <laughs> it could have gone worse, I guess. I mean. But where, where were you both? Around. Oh. We had some, some things to discuss. You don't want to not be our friend anymore, right? Just yours, Tarwin. When you ask questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at Torash, confused. We're just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of look down on her. and I just kind of shake my head and just do the like a sarcastic eye roll. Like, a, <laughs> like don't take her seriously. No, Tara, when we were just talking about some things that Six and I need to take care of when we land planet side. Oh, OK. I mean, what would we do without you, Tara, when you did bring that wire? Yeah. That one wire. Well, I did almost kill you on accident by turning into a giant snow leopard. So, oh, I almost forgot about that. Valen, do we need to worry about Lilith while we're on Moss? Um, I don't think so. Um, I feel like she knows where I stand and where we stand as a team. 
Um, and I don't really plan on getting in, back in contact with her after last night. Fair enough. And I think when I say that, you like kind of like look at me, and then you notice that I do have like a fresh scar from the top of my eyebrow down to the bottom, down to the big base of my cheek. The hell happened to your face? Um, I had a bit of a run-in with Lilith uh, this morning to try to get in contact with me, and it just did not go well at all. Yeah, he got, like, thrown across the room, and he almost died, and we had to revive him, and it was really scary, and, um, yeah. Oh, and also, we had to revive um, Sir Charles. I Fidget shocked him awake. He died, and now he's alive again. It's okay. <laughs> he died. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Charles died? It was really scary. I have missed a lot. I leave you alone for a handful of minutes. Well... Maybe a couple of hours tops. What, and I mean this in the most endearing way possible because I do care about all of you. The fuck were you doing summoning Lilith in a Carney's tent? No offense, Grayson says as he turns towards the teller. That is fine. I don't think that we should have done that. No. No, you should not have. Yeah, that wasn't the plan. It just kind of happened. Well, it's not our fault that our mom and dad left us without saying anything, so... (laughs) We just had to do what we did. (laughs) Grayson looks at Temple and says, I'm the most disappointed in you. You know better. (laughs) This is a very atypical circus. (laughs) I haven't been to many circuses, but this is a very odd circus, so I think what happened is well within the realm of possibility. That's not reassuring. And you all should know and really respect that Torash is the leader of this group. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I just, I, I look at, I look at, I like a Grayson and I'm like, um. Yep, you're right, Taryn. You're totally, totally right. I, and I just kind of pat her on the shoulder. <laughs> I know. I, no, Taryn, oh, God. <laughs> you can't handle her already. You haven't even had your first kiss yet. <laughs> God. Captain Torash over here. I salute you. In all seriousness, Valen, you're you're okay. You're gonna be okay. I think I think I'm gonna be fine. Um, she threatened all of us. It wasn't just you. She did. It's it's not. We're we're not gonna let anything happen. I'm about to bring all of you to my familial ancestral estate on this planet. Are we safe? There are safety in numbers. I think we'll be okay. Pants. Yeah. Did you just insinuate that I'm your mother? No. <laughs> Who's your mom? <laughs> Who said that? Who's the mom and dad that are gone? I didn't say that. I didn't miss you guys so terribly that I cried myself to sleep last night. It's no big deal. Nobody wants me to be their mom. I mean, clearly, clearly six is daddy. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'll be your dad, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. Oh, my gosh. I don't have a dad, so... Waifu Grayson and Daddy Six. Oh my Jesus! <laughs> Definitely drawing six in the suit. Yes, with a briefcase coming in from work. Daddy, hanging the hat up on the Grayson in yeah. an apron, like serving a just an apron. Coming soon to a Discord near you. <laughs> yes, and I'll just say, Grayson, you done with those muffins? People are really gonna start believing that this group has an OnlyFans. Involves <laughs> robot feet. <laughs> That's where the money's Body at. If you want access to that <laughs> link, you better subscribe to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Get your merch today. All right. 
Uh, so what? Wait, I forget. What's the what's the seer's name? She doesn't have a name. We you've just been calling her the teller. If I could ask you one more question, um, if you can look this over, and I pull out of my satchel a book, and I kind of just open it up to her. Have you attempted this before? Um, no, it's something new. Is this due to the connection with Lilith? I th- I think that my sever me like me severing more parts away from her. Um, I almost feel a little stronger, if that makes sense. Like, almost like there's been a dampener. Mm. Well, this is a very powerful spell. Be careful. And at that, you all hear like a ding, ding, ding of a bell system that's letting you know that you're now officially in Moss's orbit. I over here, do you be going to Moss? Yes, that's our destination. Just letting you know, the planet will, or the circus will only be in orbit for 48 hours. Okay, thank you for the heads up. No problem. Is there a way we can get off of this circus and get on? Are there transports going down to Moss? There are shuttles that come every three hours. Okay. You'll probably be able to catch the first one if you leave now. Not that you are always welcome, of course. Out of curiosity, when's the next time the circus will come to Moss? Um, we make the orbits uh, once a year. Hmm, okay. Spending time at each planet. Most of the businesses we get is from people who are traveling in space and they don't want to go crazy. They need some sort of entertainment. Well, um, I, I, I thank you. And I reach out to shake her hand. Kiss her hand. Kiss her hand. <laughs> Kiss her hand. She shakes it back, but she's ex- she's extremely um, hesitant because the touch she last had was ex- yeah. very painful. Yeah. I'm like, can I shake her hand? I'm like, thank you so much. Um. This was an eye-opening experience, for sure. For me as well. Hey, uh, uh, Mrs. Teller lady? Yes, uh, it was a fluffy bottom. Uh, yes, um. (laughs) Um, yes. (laughs) Could I have one of those orbs that floats around your tent? Uh, your friend already stole one for you. And then Terrawin goes bright red. (gasps) Terrawin, you sneaky. And she takes it out shamefully and gives it to you, Pants. Can I keep it? Yes. Yes! <laughs> I don't mean this really, but whatever will get you all out of my tent. Yes, we're, oh, we're, we're leaving. I think Temple kind of like shuffles <laughs> us out of the tent. Like, we, we, we should You go. guys made a really good impression here, I can tell. Certainly a lasting one. I feel like we've overstayed our welcome a little bit. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. And you hear like a tingling and magically her tent seals so there's like no opening behind you now it's just like a straight sheet oh that poor lady oh my goodness adding magic orb to inventory <laughs> adding magic orb to adding, adding magic orb um i'm gonna turn to grayson be like grayson um can i talk to you for a second absolutely all right as you know uh i have certain magical abilities sure and I've been reading my book that was gifted to me that has my list of spells in it, things that I can do, things that I've been learning, things I've been reading on. And uh, I think I found something that might help with this terror situation if you're willing to give it a shot. Sure. All right. So I stick my hands out to Grayson. I grab them awkwardly. Do we have to stand back like 20 feet for this? I was like, yeah, it might, it might be good if y'all step back maybe 10, 15 feet just in case um, something happens. I will stay here. <laughs> she got out of sits there. I take, a, like, I take a few steps back. 
and just kind of have like tear him behind my arm. Um, I put I have fidget put up my our shield. <laughs> <gasps> Shrink. <laughs> In front of Jones, just starts growling. Six gets behind the shield with pants and says, "It's okay, pants. Daddy's here." <laughs> Temple says, "Oh, thank goodness," and crouches behind. I've been waiting forever for you to say these words to me. <laughs> Gross. She just gently, gently taps the top of his little blue head. He's like, mm. he like wiggles into it. I am going to cast this. Uh, it's uh, remove curse. Woo! At your touch, all curses affecting one creature or object end. Um, if the object is cursed or magic, uh, the curse remains, but the spell breaks owner's attunement to the object, if it's an object. But I'm trying to <laughs> sever the bond and the, oh, the, the favors that Grayson owes to Tarith. <laughs> oh, God. Valen strikes again. <laughs> hey, DM that cool thing that you did? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so, your hands grasp. Yeah. And Valen, is this? Tell me about this spell. Like, is it? Do you have to say words? Do you have items? Tell me. Tell um, me. Tell me. It just says touch, and it's a buff spell. So you get super swole. It's swole. Whoa. Fucking you! You put it makes me look tiny. <laughs> so as my hands are grasping his, you'll start to see obviously the the, the stone in my left hand uh, start to glow, and it like almost like a stream of liquid, like a of smoke comes out of it, and it kind of wraps around my hands and then goes around uh, to Grayson's arm Ooh, and then it liquid. where the tattoos are at and it's trying to do its thing there for the tattoo liquid juice so you're all surrounding a light pale green light spills from the stone you kind of see it reflecting on both their faces if either of you tried to pull your hands away you couldn't pull your hands away oh, oh no and the teller runs out what have you done is there something wrong and at that, both their hair starts to kind of float upwards, like there's a pulsing zzz, zzz, zzz of magic just kind of coming out. <laughs> and then, right then, Grayson just a scream rips from your mouth, shooting burning pain on your arm. And then Valen also starts to scream. You see the tattoo start to morph and almost slide down Grayson's arm. And slide up Valen's arm. Oh, shit. And then oh. literally they burst apart. Both look at their arms. Half of Grayson's tattoo is gone. And now Valen has a new tattoo on his arm. But his is an, an infernal. Mm. And it's like it's perfect. If they were to stand together with their arms together, it would perfectly match up. So it kind of worked. Twinsies, huh? Fuck! Okay. Share the burden. <laughs> Share the load. Share the load. Ah, shit. All right, well, that... <laughs> I appreciate the attempt. It did something. I'm assuming then we, I guess, are both attached. <laughs> shit, I think... Now you're both cursed? I think we're both cursed. Good for you guys. Huh. Instead of being doubly cursed, I'm now just singularly cursed, and you're also... Singularly cursed. Way to go, Valen. Yeah. And at that, a flash of fire appears over all your head, and a note flutters down right between Valen and Grayson's feet. And there is the perfectly cursive handwriting that you had seen on the gift basket that Tariff had sent you. And it says, never try to undo a curse with magic. 
Well, how else are you supposed to do it? I don't understand magic. <laughs> None of this makes sense to me. So you're both cursed now? I think we're both cursed now. I, I keep telling them they just need to chop it off. Well, I don't think we need to do that. I don't think chopping it off is going to actually do anything. But wouldn't it be cool if you had a bionic arm and everything? I could build you a great one. And that's a good point. Bionic arms are pretty cool. I volunteer to chop it off. <laughs> Pants? <laughs> yes, that would be really goddamn cool. <laughs> It sounds painful, though. Just let me know anytime. So does this mean that we're going to be seeing like double of Tarith now? I think it's just one favor each now. I I think it just means we're going to see him twice as much as we have been. I don't think we're going to see double the time. That's what I meant, but I didn't. That would be interesting. Seeing double? There's two Tariths now. Two Tariths. (laughs) Two them. Things are going to get a little weird. I don't think that you should do that again. Thanks. Thanks, Tarowin. Yeah, I don't... Uh, probably not. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, no problem. Sage. Sage advice. I think I am a sage. Okay. <laughs> I think you are too. <laughs> huh. Uh, um, shall we go to Moss? Yeah. yeah let's uh, make our way to that shuttle. And then you just hear, Meow. I shall lead the way. She's improved her meow. And you see a little cute light, two little lights poke out of Jagalda's ears as she starts shining the way for you all. Cool. Torash, the race is coming up. How are you feeling? Well, nervous to say the least. I mean, you know, as I said before, I've been training for this thing my whole life. So I guess it's time to once we hopefully once we get our business dealt with on Moss, you know, maybe we can make make some final preparations or I can make some final preparations and make sure I'm as good as I can be before the race. Yeah, it would be a shame to miss this after all the time spent. I hope we can get you there. It only happens every 14 years, so God only knows if I'll be alive the next time it comes around. I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad has happened to us so far, right? Everything has been hunky-dory. How how long do dragonborns live? Yeah, what's the average lifespan? Well, average average lifespan is typically, I believe, somewhere around 70 or 80 years, but... You should live for many of them, then. We don't know. We don't know where this, where these next steps are going with us, so... Oh, you mean the council business? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Torash loses life a quarter mile at a time. Live your life bright and fast. And speaking of which, you all pull up and there's the shuttles and there's a giant billboard and Torash is literally like on the billboard as you walk up. Famous. Did you pose for that photo? When did that happen? (laughs) Are people staring at him? Not right now. Okay. I'm just, I'm wondering like if people are like, (gasps) like as he walks by with the billboards up, kids are like, kids are pointing at the billboard, pulling their parents' hands and the parents are like, shut up, dude. Like, stop. Like, (laughs) shut the fuck up, little kid. And a mustache. He's wearing a baseball cap, <laughs> oh, yeah. cap and sunglasses. He's perfectly disguised. And a mustache. He's got his mustache on. My, as, as big as the vaults of nautical is on my checklist, I think the first thing is trying to figure out what the hell the teller meant. According to my databases, I have read that the winner of the vaults of nautical always gets a meeting with the council. Perhaps you could all use this to your advantage. Hmm. That sounds like a, that sounds terrible. I think you should not win. It seems like we're going to face them as winners of the nautical, or we're going to face them as deserters. I wonder if you could wait to cash that in. Por que no dos? <laughs> win and then dip. Win and then dip? 
What do you mean, Chigaldo? What do you mean we could use that as at our advantage? Sounds pretty terrifying at this point. The council is the problem. You eliminate the problem. And her tail turns to a little part pointy knife. Oh, I should. Damn, Jagalda. Putting you in a cat made you spicy. You all remember my concerns I raised when we did this to her? <laughs> do not worry, Grayson. I do not have access to torpedoes or phasers. Just this small knife. And it goes back in. <laughs> I love the fact that Shogunov fucking built a knife into a cat's tail. Yeah. It was to protect his daughter. I know. It's just, it, I love that. Like, the claws and the knife. Are you sure there's not any more weapons that we need to know about on your being, Jigalda? The little cat eyes blink, blink, they blink. <laughs> okay. I look at Jigalda. I'm like, don't worry, I can do that too. And I use my tail to pull out a knife from my pocket. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> Pants like talks into, or leans over to Fidget and goes, make, let, remind me later to uh, check her out. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yes, Pants, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what are you suggesting, Jigalda? Maybe we should talk about this when we're not on a public transit station. My apologies. Oh, right. <laughs> she winks. Six winks at Jigalda. Man, two sassy cats. Two sassy cats. What were you saying, Torash? Oh, uh, nothing really. I just... I just think my biggest my biggest thing on my to-do list is trying to figure out what the teller said and figure out what, what my future is and what my sin is because I genuinely do not know. I think that's scary. I think that's making me more nervous and scaring me more than the nautical is. Ah, Torash, act without expectations. Yeah, it'll be all right, good buddy. Torash, I've told you once, I'll tell you again. One problem at a time. Yeah. I think I think we gotta get ourselves a ship before we worry about anything else. I mean, let's get to Mosh. Yeah, shuttle pulls up right in front of you all. <laughs> Skirt. <laughs> Are we sure it's such a good idea for Torash to participate in this race? Won't they know? I mean, your face is on the side of a billboard. Won't the council know that you're gonna be there? Won't they just show up before we even get started? I'm sure they're going to be there to spectate the event anyway. One problem at a time, Six. I think we need... Let's get to Moss first and set our next course of action, and then we'll take care of the nautical afterwards. Okay. So do you enter onto the transit system? Uh, can I do a perception check to see if this is like... Oh, like, <laughs> I don't know. We've just been kind of walking into shit. Can I like, do a roll? <laughs> <laughs> do you notice anything sketch? Roll perception for me. Don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Can I also roll perception? What? Oh, yeah. Of course Grayson wants to roll perception. Temple rolled a 14. Grayson rolled a 27. Fucking plus nine. Oh, shit. Holy God, I forgot. Are we all rolling? <laughs> if you want to. I want to. I'm gonna roll. Let's go. Anyone who wants to roll perception, roll perception. Let us perceive. See if you can beat my 27. Yeah, I was gonna hold the... Kind of hold the door and kind of look backwards. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. I got a dirty 21. Fuck. Oh my god, Grant. Torash rolled a four. Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
<laughs> he's Torash Torash is too busy looking at his photo that they chose uh, as the on the billboard to really notice anything. Yeah, he's like hmm. and thinking about his impending doom and <laughs> why did they pick that photo? Like of all the photos they have of me, that's not even my good shot. <laughs> I'm so pretty. Should I really? Maybe I should grow a mustache. <laughs> Six rolled a twenty. Ooh. Pants rolled a thirteen. Nice. You all rolled really well, except for Torash and Pants. Yeah. Well, no, Pants is pretty good. No, it's okay. The DC was 13, so Pants, you're fine. Um, So this looks like a normal public transit. There's no patrol bots. There's no guards. There's just f- normal folk going in and off. Yay. That's a moss. We waltz on in. Yep. We step on board to face our destiny. So you step onto this large tram-like ship. That will take you from the circus spaceport to the planet of Moss. As you step on, you know, it kind of goes down half a foot and then floats back up. You notice that there's some humans also leaving with you from the circus and some half-elves. There are posters of some of the acts you recently saw, including of the twins, flashing in a loop on hollow projectors on each side of the tram. As it begins to pull away... One side is completely covered in windows, and you see the circus as you pull away from it. The flowing ribbons and fireworks becoming smaller and smaller as this giant spaceport circus starts to become something that could fit almost in the palm of your hand. And then, the ship starts to turn away from the darkness of space, and it faces the planet of many layers. As a group, you all take a deep breath as you look out this window together, and you realize this is the first planet that you've seen since leaving Tarrant 19. Bright swirls of gray and white clouds seem to swim in front of you. You see glimpses of bright teal between them and every shade possible of green. And as you enter through those clouds, breaking free, you see the looming famous sky cities of Moss appear in front of you. Giant floating pieces of land and machine with stunning, beautiful cities upon them. Waterfalls fall from one platform to the other and rows of beautiful birds fly through the water. Your ship slightly gets splashed as Pants laughs. Rays of the suns fall between the clouds onto the waterfalls and the land that floats and Grayson takes a deep breath and steps forward, palm and fingers touching the window, as he sees his home. It's cold at the top of the world. The air is thinner, harder to breathe. Holden used to say that the cold in the air bred warriors, soldiers, dragon riders. That being suspended halfway between the heavens and the earth meant that by our hands and our hands alone, we could guide the system as divine interpreters of the gods' will. I think Leon and Jericho believed it more than I did. The sky cities remain unchanged from the day I left. They remain sitting atop the clouds, their arcane mechanizations whirring and clicking, keeping them aloft for generations to come. But in the silence of the moment, the ever-present sound of the clockwork isn't a welcomed comfort. To me, now, it sounds like a doomsday clock, counting down to something sinister. I thought coming home would bring a sense of comfort, security. But approaching home, I can't help but feel we are all well and fully in the endgame. 
that this is the beginning of the end. The final desperate gasp of air before the long plunge into whatever awaits us below. I'm reminded now of a story my mother used to read us as children. A story about a boy and his dog trying to outrun the apocalypse. I don't remember how it ends, but it starts like this. Once upon a time, at the end of the world. And as you pass the great sky cities and descend into the beautiful tropical forests of the surface, you step out and feel just a rush of humidity. There's large trees with vines and almost every type of flower and color of flower that you can think of. As you step off the tram and look around, you kind of realize that you are at the right planet, but you need to be in the sky cities above. Grace and know that there's only a few ways to get from the planet's surface, where the Arakokra like to live as their ancestors did, in the wilds of the forest, to the advanced sky cities above. There's the tram, which you just came on, which runs twice a day. There's some folks who own their own small ships that are used to go in between. This is rare, but they do exist. And then there's teleportation spells or magic items. And lastly, in some very rare cases, the dragon riders will assist, uh, usually only for special occasions. You know the way, Grayson. Well, we need to go up. Is that a frog? Oh, six. <laughs> Solid. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go up. Gotta go up. Yeah, lead the way. Lead the way, Dragon Rider. Uh, I, I like nudge pants. I'm like pants. I think. I think. I think we're supposed to use your helm. Oh, oh, um, that <laughs> I, uh, 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 I may have taken that apart. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> what? Um, pants. Uh, <laughs> come again? Yeah. Why? Uh, well, I just wanted to tweak it and make it better for Valen, but I still am trying, trying to figure out how to put it back together. <laughs> make it better how? Uh, just better? I don't know. I was going to think of it as I was doing it. I believe in you, Pence. Pence hasn't failed us before. You're going to think of how to make it better while you were taking it apart? Why do? Why was this part integral part of our plan, anyways? When we're on a place that has floating cities, can't we just, you know, use a floating shuttle or something that we just came on? So, the um, civic designers—let's call them city planners—for Moss decided bringing in people from off-world to just drop them off on the surface of the planet instead of in the actual population centers of the planet, which are the floating cities. So, to mitigate that, there are trams that take you to and from the floating cities down to the planet's surface, uh, but they only run twice a day, um, and we are hours from them running again. So, you know, the next best way to get to the floating city we need to get to, the city of Rainier, um, you know, teleportation would have been Ideal. Well, you know, no one told me that, so... Pants? That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) So... So, what I'm saying is we have about four hours to kill down here before we can make it up there. Okay. Well, let's get to killing then. What? Well, when I say kill, I don't actually mean let's go 
murder? <laughs> it's a figure of speech saying that we have about four hours to fill with something to do before we can get up to Rainier. Yeah, I, I get you. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Well, I've traveled on the forest floor quite a bit. I've never been up to the cities, but I know that there are settlements around here of Aarakocra that we could go visit. Uh, some may recognize me, and we may have uh, an interesting and uh, horizon-broadening time. <laughs> what do you all think? I'm game. I love interesting. Honestly, been a few years since I've been to the surface of Moss. I usually spend my time here above the clouds. Well, shall we go for a walk? Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. If nothing else, it'll be nice to stretch our legs. Agreed. Okay. So you start walking through the rainforest. Um, there's beautiful carvings into the trees of every type of bird that you can imagine. The two suns are kind of dancing their way down to the horizon because there's large mountains and hills. And I need all of you to roll perception. Grayson's good at that. Yeah, very good. Is it like really, is it sunny? Do I have to roll disadvantage? <laughs> You're shaded enough by the trees. Good question, though. Doesn't matter, because I rolled a four. <laughs> and I rolled a 20. Let's go, 420. <laughs> Grayson rolled a 14. Balin rolled a 17. How did I perceive better than Grayson? Did? Holy shit. Go, Torash, go. Go, Torash, go. Temple rolled a 10. Six rolls an 11. Can I follow this up with a quick religion check? Yes. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Temple rolled a 16 on the religion check. What do you want to know? Uh, I'll cash that in later. You'll know. Oh. Okay. Torash and Valen, you realize you are being watched from the trees. Um, uh, you feel that, Torash? I sure do. Can I tell if they're, if it's in a threatening way or in just a we're keeping our distance but we're going to keep an eye on you kind of way. Uh, roll investigation. With advantage. Because you can actually see them. Oh, thank God. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a natural one. <laughs> Damn. Uh, with advantage, Taurus roll a 14. These folks definitely have weapons, but they are not in aggressive poses or stances. And they are all Aarakocra. And they're in the trees. Seems like the locals are keeping an eye on us for right now, so let's not do any sudden moves. Hey, uh, Grayson, um, what do you know about the Aarakocra on this planet? Uh, God, what do I know about the Aarakocra on this planet? <laughs> very, uh, traditional, heavy, heavy in their culture and traditions, very religious. They're, um, a very traditional kind of folk. They tend to steer clear of technology, choosing rather to live within their historic means. Uh, very religious. I wouldn't say distrusting of outsiders, but you know, maybe not the most welcoming to outsiders either. Okay. Um, are we um, in their territory? or? Oh, absolutely. I don't know if you saw it, but um, there are some uh, folks in the trees uh, keeping an eye on us. Right now. What? Where? I Where? Would it be surprised if that was the case? Okay, I just want to make sure that it's a normal thing, because if it's not, then um, we're I I wouldn't say we're in any danger. Okay. When Pan says "What? Where?" all loudly, uh, you hear a flutter of of wings, flap, and a 
beautiful hornbill aarakocra lands and kind of bows its feathers um, a very beautiful like black, white, and orange. Uh, mostly primarily black. And they say, what can we do for you? Hail and well met. Uh, Temple is going to extend his arms like wings uh, and bow deeply. <laughs> when Temple when Temple does that, I um, I see him do that and I bow down and my wings extend as well. <laughs> pants bows. Pa- pants bows too. <laughs> the air cocra, very bird-like, kind of tilts its head and snaps its beak and says, Helen, well met. Yeah, we're just um kind of killing some time before we can get up to uh this the dragon rider city hmm. but we're just kind of exploring like you know we have a couple hours to kill want to just kind of take in what this beautiful planet has to offer us would you like to be teleported can you do that <laughs> not me please follow and they kind of hop like a bird and start going toward down the path more Oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> I turn I turn around and start walking up before we start walking, I'm like, um are we trusting them or Oh yes. Absolutely we are. Insight check. <laughs> yeah, like can we roll roll insight? Yeah, you can roll insight. I'm gonna do that. Grayson rolled a twenty three. Six rolled a seventeen. Taurus rolled a nine. You know what? I wanna use my inspiration just so I can Oh, just God. so I can Someone fucking get rid of it. Them. You all have a million of them. Let's go. And it worked. With my inspiration reroll, I got a Taurus roll to 19. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Grayson Six and Torash, you can tell that this Aarakocra is being quite genuine. Okay. They are very used to Taurus coming to Moss. And it's one of the b- biggest ways that they make income. Oh, God. Oh. So they're about to take advantage of us. All right, cool. Let's go. Gosh! No, not necessarily. They're gonna they're gonna charge us 150 gold per person to transport. What else up. is new? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Bootleg teleportation. You walk about 20 minutes down this path at a leisurely place. The Aricocra, you know, points with its wings to beautiful sights. Like there's a waterfall that's pouring in. There's a beautiful, strange fruit kind of growing on vines. And there are many statues that the Aricocra bows. When you, they, when you pass and then kind of looks at you all. Oh yeah, I'm bowing. Temple does. Yeah. Yeah. Grace, Grace and bows. Yes. Does six bow? Six nods her head. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think Terwin like falls at one time bowing, and you know it's just great. Good times. A Jigalda stretches like a cat in front of each one, <laughs> and then you finally get to a large market. The lack of technology is humbling because this is a beautiful area built almost as if the trees were shaped into these like houses and structures. There are probably about 70% Aarakocra and 30% all other races walking about um, and just shopping, mingling, summer in prayer robes. And it looks very pleasant. That's a lot of burbs. A lot of burbs. Temple, this looks like your type of town. It is absolutely my type of town. Can I do? Can I extend that religion check to see if I recognize this specific like culture? Yes. Because you said there are folks in like prayer robes and stuff. Can like is there or, or nearby this market? Is there clearly like a? Um... There is a sacred temple at the center of the market, kind of in the far back. It's quite beautiful. It's two huge dragons 
made out of pearl and they have blue and silver gems in their eyes. And there's like some cherry blossom trees just in front of a very big temple like area. Um, No one's wearing any kind of like monk or monastery type robes that you know of, but you have been to Moss before. You're familiar. It's a very Zen like culture. This looks like a fun place to shop. If you all don't mind, I'm going to go pay my respects at the shrine over there. Absolutely. I'll figure out the uh, cost of teleportation and then we can all meet back up. You'll know where to find me. Uh, I'm going to pat Torash on the shoulder. Um, hi, this looks like your your kind of place too. Should we go say hello? I absolutely would love that. We uh, we walk together, I think, to the uh, to the shrine. Okay. They're not doing any shopping, are they? No. I don't have any money. <laughs> God, would they be doing normal credits here? Or would they just do barter system? Probably a little both. They don't do technology. Yeah. When you get deeper into the forests and more levels into their culture and their beliefs, then it becomes trade and barter. But here, this is like highly, it's not like, okay, sorry, I need to say this clear. This planet is a beautiful structure because the surface is very aware of technology and very intelligent. They just, they've made choices to live this way and chosen to live this way. They're the Amish. Yeah, basically. Ooh. And they they work very well with the folks on the Sky Cities. And a lot of people go back and forth or commute. Like, it is very integrated and they respect each other highly, if that helps. No, it makes sense. Well, everybody just make sure they don't use their wristbands. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and split the party. So you both walk up, the light happens to hit one of the dragons, and this pearl sunbeam hits on Torash's golden scales, and they kind of shine back, and it's just this beautiful sight to see. I think someone even leaving the temple sees that and kind of bows to Torash a bit and then just keeps walking. Oh. I uh, I do a gentle kind of like walking bow, so I, I still like bow, but I'm like still walking. They squawk! And then keep going. I, I can't do that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I, uh, I look to the ground and I, I think I pick a flower uh, from the ground and, and lay it on the uh, lay it on the steps uh, bow and then move up and uh, I take a meditative seat uh, kind of off to the side a little bit and kind of like pat the ground where <laughs> next to me <laughs> kind of looking at Dorash I'll take a attempt to take a, the position similar to uh, temple right next to him Dorash can you tell me a little bit about what drew you to Bahamut aside from the obvious, and he gestures at your giant golden dragonness. <laughs> uh, I, w- I would have to say that she is the one. She is the one who helps. You know, she is she is the dragon of the light. She is the dragon of the good. And seeing what had happened to my father years ago, just as a young as a young boy. I I couldn't not find my way towards her. Just her general overall aura of just wanting to be the symbol of hope. I she just seemed like she was that one, you know, that one for me. I'm also drawn to that uh, 
she accepts no excuses for evil acts, which is part of why I wanted to sit here. Um, I don't know if you saw, but I destroyed goblins and eyelash bats, and I've been doing a lot of punching and kicking that I think I need to atone for. Well, I, I do believe in in your defense and in all of our defenses. It's it, it was in for the for the betterment of our lives. Although we took the lives of of other creatures, it to some it may seem as in a selfish way. It's more of a balance as I see it. You may you may you may understand it yourself, but. When our lives are under are under threat, we must do what we must for in order for us to survive. Mm. I'll think about that. I've, I've been thinking about it all along, but it's comforting to hear your your words on this. Um, I think uh, Temple kind of settles in and and um, you know it's funny because when he when he meditates, he kind of seems to breathe like there's like a like a normal like heaving of the chest um that you know he he kind of learned and <laughs> so i think you know you can you can sense that he's he's sitting into it now and then as i as i sit i'll just um i'll just kind of gently just put my hand on temples just on temple's shoulder and i'll just kind of sit there and um and just just you know kind of by my head I appreciate you taking this time for the deity that I follow. You know, you may you may have your own deity and your own people you follow, but it's appreciative knowing that you bring the same respect as I do. Thank you for sitting with me, Torash. Anything for you, Temple. And right then, a half-elf approaches with long silver hair, and he bows ahead and says, May I sit with you? Absolutely. Of course. You're more than welcome. He... Cross-leggedly sits straight back and closes his eyes. Yeah. And then we'll switch to the other group. Yeah, Grayson is going with the Hornbill Aarakocra to figure out where the teleportation circle is and how much it costs to use. Yeah, I'm going to go with Grayson when he goes. They guide you to a small, uh, it's almost like a, it looks like a willow tree, but you notice that the plants have like almost frozen to create like a beautiful little structure and you walk inside and the Aarakocra looks around, Hornbill Aarakocra looks around and says, it seems they're not here. If you wait here, they shall appear. Thank you, friend. They bow again and uh, pluck one of their feathers and give it to you so they know who sent you and then just hop out. Thank you. Boop, Pants boop, boop. is like, can I have one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Feather, or Fidget just pulls out a metal feather. Dink. Grayson <laughs> puts the feather into his coat pocket. Six wants to <laughs> irreverently go up to the temple and kick in the door while smoking. <laughs> and then wants to hunker in between temple and Torres yes. and say, hey, fellas. Hi, Six. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Oh my god! And this, uh, this silver-haired half-elf, like, eyes get big and look at you, six. But he's got kind of a grin on his face. Uh oh! And she looks right at the elf out elf and says, "Or is it confession time? Is that what we're doing? I haven't done that in forever. It might be time." The half-elf steps up and says, 
looks at you up and down, sees daggers <laughs> all over your person, and says, I'd be interested to hear a confession from you. Settle in, sir, because this might take a while. <laughs> I appreciate you both letting me sit with you. And he kind of bows his head. Temple nods. We appreciate your company. Sometimes it's hard to, uh, new faces at the temples. Speaking of temples, are you empty one? I am. I don't know your name. Jericho reaches his hands out. Nice to meet you. Shakes his hand. And yours? Looking at you two. Oh, uh, Kastal Torash. Pleasure. Likewise. I need to shake it there. Not the dragonborn entering the vaults of nautical. As a matter of fact, it would be me. Well, I've placed many a bet on you, sir. I wish you good winning. And you, fine lady. Uh, I'm six. I'm sorry, did you say your name was Jericho? And she scratches her head a little bit. Yes, it is. That's that sounds so familiar. You look so familiar. He raises an eyebrow and kind of... You know that thing guys do when, like, they, like, stand up straighter? Like, almost like they're flexing their pecs, but not really. Roll the shoulders back a little bit. Roll the shoulders back. And he looks uh, at you and says, I would remember a beautiful creature like you. Damn. Oh, my God. Damn, he's smooth with it, though. Are you sure I haven't killed anybody that you love? And he just says, you sure there's no one I've killed that you love? I'm just kidding. Slaps Tarash on the back. <coughs> are you new to town? Can I help you with anything or show you anything? Well, we are trying to get up to the to the floating cities. We have a relatively urgent manner. Oh, there's a teleportation clerk here. Please follow me. And he leads you out, his long silver hair kind of billowing behind him. He is an extremely attractive male. Uh, he looks a little familiar mm-hmm. to you all. Just a wee, just a wee bit. And as he heads into the teleportation, he comes face to face with Grayson. Oh, Jericho. Grayson. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised to see you down on the surface, little brother, after our parents have been so frantically trying to cover up your mess. Well, I'm trying to get home, so we can have that conversation then, I suppose. Well, I'd be happy to assist. Please follow me. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, who's your friend? This is Otis. This is Pants. Otis? I like, I like shake his hand like almost too hard. Just like you did to Grayson when you first met him? Yeah. (laughs) He narrows his eyes at you and there's a feeling of tenseness as you all kind of look around at each other. And that is where we're going to end this session. Thank you folks so much for listening to that episode. If you ever want to hear us talk about the episodes, all the things we loved, all the things we hate, lots and lots of questions for the Dungeon Master, lots and lots of questions to the players, and lots of questions from our lovely patrons on Patreon, you should check out our Echoes of the Adile. Echoes from the Adile. It's one of those. I never remember, and I wrote the title. But hey! It's a quick, fun, easy to listen to after show that basically is us going over the episodes that you can find on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Dungeon Boys, spelled B-O-I-Z. And if you look at that handle on any social media, you can find more goodies from the boys 
But yes, we appreciate you listening. You are a wonderful, phenomenal, amazing human. And we hope that all your space travels this week are safe. Catch you later. So I'm excited. I just dropped my first chaos bomb on the Dungeon Boys. Chaos bomb? First? Boom. Yeah, yeah, your first? I was going to say, I feel like that's all you do, Ellie. That's all you do. (laughs) My first intentional chaos. Ah. That's more like it. You know, like what Arlen does all the time, but this time. (laughs) Arlen does it, it's to fuck with Justine. When you do it, it's to fuck with us. (laughs) 